welcome. Welcome to <laughs> the first edition of Sports Lounge Live on Tuesday. Well, you know, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And, you, and luckily, I turned on my stereo, which is a minute behind the uh, the actual broadcast. But I heard Bill talking and saying what he said a minute ago. And I said, we're on the air. We better uh, be cool. Anyway, this is show number 117. This luckily, is we November. didn't say anything we shouldn't have, Chris. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This is show number 117. I am uh, Chris Devon. Uh, Perry Lester is here. Uh, Robert uh, uh, Herrick. And, and yes, and Sean Platts is also here, or the regular crew. It's show number 117. Tomorrow, of course, is Veterans Day, and we certainly want to think about the veterans at this time of year, and, uh, you know, both living and dead. This, this is the holiday that honors all of them, and, uh, you know, I'm sure people will have a lot of socially distant and appropriate uh, commemorations uh, tomorrow, and that's good. So anyway. Happy birthday to the Marine Corps today, 245 years. That's right, Marine Corps. Yay, Marine Corps. All right. So uh, yeah. the Marine Corps build men. So anyway, um, uh, and then whatever else. I think it does a lot of other Shazam. stuff. Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. It says Shazam, too. Gomer did. So the the uh, deal is we've got an agenda for you, as we usually do. Uh, first of all, I will, before I turn it over to Sean, I will list the death that we will do. That will be the last item on our our, our uh, list. But we always tell people what they are so that they can be listening if they're interested in somebody or something. Then Sean will uh, give his intro that he always does. Then we're going to do the NFL uh, stuff. And we're going to do it a little differently. Perry is going to, uh, we're going to do the news and notes that we have up to this point. And of course, we have an extra day, a couple of days to cover because the last time we were on uh, for this was the 8th. So, no, the 1st. I mean, nine days we've, we've not yeah. been on. So we're going to cover all that. Uh, then we're going to run, he's going to run down the scoreboard quickly. Then I'll just say the game, you know, we can, we'll do what we always did. He'll just get the scores right to you if you want to record them or you want to write them down or something. And then we'll just go back through and talk about the games and, you know, uh, I'll probably talk about each game, but about like we always do. Then we'll yeah, and then the people can do the same if they want to talk That's at that right. point. That's right. Yeah. Then we'll do the uh, – and Sean's going to give you that number in a couple minutes. Then we'll do the standings. Uh, we have the full standings. The, the advantage to being on Tuesdays, I've got the standings all made up here. Uh, you know, usually we're doing the middle of the, the football week, but we will have the standings for you. We'll have the schedule for Week 10 upcoming starting on Thursday night. Then we'll go to college football. After we finish all our, all our NFL stuff, then we'll go to college uh, basketball, finish all our collegiate stuff, college basketball, starting a week from two weeks from tomorrow, the 25th. Then we will do baseball. We may find out who the uh, American and National League managers of the year are during we the will, show. We and will find that out. We will find yes. out. And uh, uh, probably each Tuesday we'll have an announcement the next couple of Tuesdays because they run these out pretty much every day. So uh, we'll, yeah. we might have another one for you next week. And uh, so we'll have the managers of the year. We'll have uh, baseball, some uh, you know uh, free agency and so forth. Then we'll do the NASCAR, the Breeders' Cup, boxing, and the NBA. Not the NBA part before all those. Those will be the last yeah. boxing. And we also have some NHL stuff also. Oh, we do? All right. Yeah. Well, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Puck will tell us that. But anyway, uh, we can call him Robert Robert uh, the Puck Man. We can call him that. That's yeah. better than uh, that. It, we're not worried about what anything. Ringside Robert. Ringside yeah. Robert and Robert the Puck Man. He can be yeah. both. Or, or Rinkside Robert. I like that. Yeah. Rinkside. Rinkside. Yeah, and, that's there, better. Ringside Robert yeah, and Rinkside Robert. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay, Sean, why don't you get us started with your intro? All right. Well, first of all, we will have a poll question. Be thinking about this, and we will have you call in when it's time. All right. The poll question is, what sporting event, event or events or venue or venues that you've never been to are on your bucket list that you'd love to visit, attend, you know, whatever, before your time on this earth is up? 
So what you know, think about that. We'll ask that later. And since we did not have the intro, which Marty did a very great job on it, and it will make that intro is coming with us to Tuesdays eventually. We promise. And you know, here on the Sports Times Live, or as we call it, uh, the after afternoon delight show. I guess is what we yeah. call it. But anyway, <laughs> the after afternoon. Hey, but anyway, you can download the Zoom app. Dial in any number. If you don't have a number, you can dial six four six eight seven six. 9923, and then enter the code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. So, yeah, use any phone number or download the Zoom app and do that, 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. When you come in, you'll be muted, but if you want to raise your hand, Star 9 does it on the phone, Alt-Y on the computer. Uh, then we'll, we'll have you unmute Star 6 and Alt-A. If you want and, to leave and do not un- do question, not unmute until we tell you to. Yeah, when we tell you to unmute, and that yeah, we'll tell you to unmute, and then you'll unmute. But yeah, please. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can leave us comments. Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net. Call up eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five. Option number two. Say it's for Sports Lounge Live. Or if you want the four of us to hear it directly, seven seven three five seven two. 7715. When you hear my greeting, my wrestling update, uh, you, if you don't want to listen to that, just hit the pound key, skip over, and don't mark it private. That way I can send it to everybody and we'll get it there. Also, all sports news throughout the week 712 432 3642. Board number nine is over there. And then board 13, all your schedules, your TV schedules, Sirius XM, all that stuff throughout the week. And you, with this year, with 2020, as changes happen, you definitely want to check those out. But anyway, let's get on to... I forgot week. to do my death yeah. list, so let me do that quickly, and then oh, we yeah, can get, get to the, the NFL. Um, all right, so the biggest and most prominent death, and we do have some audio on this, is Tommy Heinsohn died today. He was 86 years old, associated with the Celtics for well, about 64 years as, as a player, as a, as a coach, as a broadcaster, uh, and, had, and I will do... Uh, we don't have all the statistics. We'll get them next week, I'm sure, from, from David USF, but I will give you my uh, couple, two minutes on Tommy Heinsohn after the audio uh, is played because, of course, he was, uh, he's was he been around uh, basically as long as I've been a Celtic fan So, and uh, really one of my favorites. Just a great guy, really nice man. So our death and he had a sense on, of humor, too. He sure did. Yes. He sure did, and he did some national broadcasts with Dick Stockton, too, in the 80s. That's, so, where, that's was, where I remember him, Chris, and one day I guess I somebody, somebody told uh, Dick Stockton, I guess, that he sounded like uh, Fred Flintstone. So one day, yeah. right in the middle of a game, Tommy goes, yabba dabba do, Dick. Yabba dabba do, Dick. That's right. So uh, the other people we're going to be talking about tonight on our deaths, and of course, a couple extra days, a couple extra deaths. That's the way the world is. Don McDermott, 90 years old. He was a silver medalist in speed skating in 1952 uh, for the U.S. Uh, Chuck Hartman, 85 years old, a baseball head coach of Virginia Tech. Uh, Paul Crane, 76 years old, Alabama and New York Jets center and linebacker. And, of course, a longtime teammate. Of, he was like a year behind Joe Namath and uh, won that Super Bowl with Joe. Jim Hicks, 81, uh, backup outfielder for the uh, oh, the White Sox and the Angels and the Cardinals, I think. John Meyer, 78, linebacker for Notre Dame and then the Houston Oilers. And then uh, he got, was out for after an injury, so then an assistant NFL coach and then a defensive coordinator. Then uh, Johnny... Uh, 
uh, Paredes, 58 years old. He played, he was a backup infielder for Montreal and Detroit, Montreal Expos and Detroit Tigers. And Jim Nielsen, longtime defenseman, 79 years old, so the, the defenseman for the Rangers. He was uh, played for the California Golden Seals, then they moved to Cleveland, the Cleveland Baron, and then the Edmonton Oilers in the WHA. And Howie Meeker, uh, Toronto right wing, uh, and he was the coach of the Maple Leafs for a year, and then he was a longtime analyst on uh, Hockey Night in Canada. So there you go. So those are the deaths we'll be uh, talking about at the end of the show. So I guess, <laughs> excuse me, we're going to start on our NFL there's been a lot of positive COVID tests, so I think without we, we don't know all of them. So just suffice it to say about games for this week, yes, you're going to hear a schedule. Stay tuned. There have not been any issues yet, but there could be. There's been some positive testing, and you know that'll be reported throughout the week on your local. Yeah, this time of the week, on usually on Tuesdays, we do get a bunch. The one I think that's notable right now is that uh, Vance McDonald, tight end for the Steelers, tested positive, and one of the people that's now unable to practice until Friday, along with uh, three or four other offensive players. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is ben also ben on that list. That's until Saturday, Vance McDonald has the, supposedly a tested positive, but that since they were in close contact, Roethlisberger and others, there'll be like four Steelers, including him, that will not be able to, uh, to practice. Uh, the other thing to talk about, well, we have a few. Uh, we could have eight teams in the playoffs from each conference instead of seven. Now, we don't know what triggers that. We don't know if that means if there's an extra week of games that that's when they're going to do it. Or We have not had any postponements, knock on wood. I mean, yeah. we're to yeah, weeks that is come, Basically, what I'm hearing is if games are not, a, if they get to a point where maybe it goes on percentages and games can't be made up, they may look at the eight-team right. possibility. But if, if games are able to be made up and played and everything, they're planning on keeping it at the seven per conference right, right. now. Yeah, so what that would mean, the seven, just to run it by you, again, the seven would mean that the top team in each conference would get a bye. Two would play seven, three would play six, four would play five. In other words, the division winners with the other division winners would host. Yeah. And that would be three on Saturday, three on Sunday. You'd have six games. Otherwise, if you have four, you might have two on Friday night, three Saturday, three Sunday, or two, three on Saturday, three on Sunday, and two on Monday, especially if it's Martin Luther King Day. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that those are the possibilities as far as that. Chris Mortensen had that up. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster in the No Fun League was fined $5,000 for his socks being too low. I think that was a travesty of uh, you know fashion etiquette, apparently, to the NFL. So they, yeah. they had to do something about that. And Robert, your team got fined here. The, uh, yeah, uh, Raiders. As, as a Raider fan, I am not thrilled with the way that they've handled this whole thing. So what, um, what, tell us what they got here. Um, they got fined $500,000. The coach um, got fined $150,000, and they lost a sixth-round draft choice right. in, in the that. 2021 draft. Now, the NFL has come out and told the Raiders, and I'm sure they've told other teams too because the Steelers also got fined this week, that especially in the Raiders' case, if they have any more violations, they could lose their entire draft, and the fine would go up to a million dollars for the team and a half a million dollars for the coach. Now, so, are they and it, determining- it, is possible, it is possible from what I'm hearing, you guys, that if they continue to have these issues too, and, and if any games are affected, the Raiders may be forced to forfeit those. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now, are they 
are they monitoring? How are they determining that people are not following these? Uh, because a lot, 90% of what happens in the NFL is in your own facility. So how are they determining that these, these violations are occurring? Are they uh, videotaping everything? And is the league office looking at them? Or do we know about that? Uh, that that would be my guess, Chris, but nobody said anything publicly. But okay. uh, and a lot that, of the Raider stuff is sideline stuff. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, there's on the been in-game. And they remember, they have that... Uh, the contact tra- the con- the chip when that they wear around their neck uh, that tracks who they've been in contact well, with. Well, in a lot of cases, on their wrist, like you know, like yeah, uh, yeah okay. it's on their wrist. That's yeah. Okay. And then the Steelers were fined too. They're on the first fine, two hundred fifty thousand for the team, and Mike Tomlin a hundred thousand. Uh, so that's, that's what correct. happened to the Steelers. And the the thing about um, that is, so it's almost a three strikes and you're out kind of thing. Steelers are on strike one, Raiders are on strike two at this point. Exactly. So then if you if you go further, Steelers would lose a draft choice, and then right. uh, you'd go to strike three and could lose your whole draft. And, exactly. and of course now the Steelers have this situation. Now that doesn't mean that they won't play. We've seen almost each week now. The last three or four weeks, obviously, we had the Tennessee situation. But the last three or four weeks, we've usually had a team or two that were under the gun. And the Steelers are one this week. And, you know, different teams, different weeks. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the Raiders were one uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. uh, but they played. So, you know, we'll see what happens. So I think we're ready to uh, run down the scoreboard and then to we, talk about the game. We are. So let's go right to the scoreboard. Packers 34 uh, 49ers 17, that in your Thursday night game. Falcons 34, Broncos 27, Bills 44, Seahawks 34, Titans 24, Bears 17, Ravens 24, Colts 10, Chiefs 33, Panthers 31. That was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Vikings 34, Lions 20, Giants 23, the Washington football team 20. I'm going to do this yet. <laughs> I yeah. just know I will. Yeah. Uh, Texans 27, Jaguars 25. Raiders, uh, Raiders 31, Chargers 26, Steelers 24, Cowboys 19, Dolphins 34, Cardinals 31, Saints 38, Buccaneers 3. I think that surprised a lot of people. Yeah, yep. And the Patriots 30 and the Jets 27 in your Monday night game. Those are your now, well, uh, One other note before we talk about games, Pete Carroll yeah. also signed a five-year contract extension. That's true. Yes, he did. So he'll be with the Seahawks through 2025. He'll be 74 years yep. old at that point. That's correct. So Green Bay over San Francisco, that was kind of a sleeper. Four yeah, touchdowns yeah. by uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But Garoppolo is uh, still out. He had he aggravated his high ankle sprain. He's going to be out another probably about four weeks. He's been out, they say, about six weeks for the injury. Uh, George Kittle, the tight end, broken foot. So he's out for the year. So, I mean, you didn't expect much about it. The 49ers, I mean, they're, not, they're, they're kind of struggling right now. And, uh, you know, they, the Packers just did what they wanted to them. Yeah, no, the 49ers are not the real 49ers at this point. Uh, yeah. You know, so that, that's yeah. all you need to say about that. Atlanta beat Denver uh, 34-27, and that means that uh, Raheem Morris has won three out of four since they were 0-5. Yes, now they're yes he six, has. So yes, he has. They're salvaging a little bit. It doesn't mean they're going to make the playoff. Uh, no. But they're, they're you know, at least uh, making uh, making – some people happy in Atlanta at this point. My, uh, Frank uh, Frank Ryan, he was a former also, quarterback guy, right? Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan yeah. threw three touchdown passes in that win. Yeah. Buffalo beat Seattle, as we said. Uh, boy, Josh Allen bounced back. Now, he'd been struggling a lot, and he bounced back. He threw three touchdowns, and he ran one in. And, uh, just, and uh, 
Wilson through uh, three uh, interceptions. So, and they, yeah, you know, no, and they, they got, they and got Seattle, Russell Wilson. And, and the Seattle problem with Seattle is got, the defense. You know? they, they've got to do something about their defense. I mean, you, you can pretty much do anything you want against the Seahawks. You can throw, even the Patriots, who never throw, threw against the, the, you know, the Seahawks yeah. in the second game. Uh, and then, let's see, uh, Tennessee over Chicago, 24-17. to 17. And to be and fair, again, Chris, that game was not even that close. No, no, no it was not. No, the Bears uh, were all shut out till the fourth quarter. They're scoring so many more of their points in the fourth quarter, and that's nice, but they're getting too far behind. That's the third game in a row they've lost, and the Packers have, as you'll see in the standings when you get there in a minute. Uh, that'll be uh, the Packers are building a little bit of a cushion there. So, uh, you know, Tannehill uh, threw two touchdowns. Baltimore beat Indianapolis 24-10. to What do you think of that game, uh, Bill? Tale of, of two different halves. Colts dominated first half. Baltimore dominated the second half. Colts defense where the offense just wasn't there and the better team won. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of playoff game the Colts would have. If they win their division, and they'd be the four seed probably, I'm just guessing, because that's kind of the way it's lining up. You know, we'll see. But uh, we'll, that'll be the fun part when we get later into the season and we get to look at the playoff possibilities and stuff, you know, um, as the last two or three weeks. That'll be fun on Tuesdays. I love doing that when I do it for our phone group, and we'll be able to do it on here now. But the thing is, that's the kind of team's going to come in. You're going to get a Baltimore. You're going to get a Pittsburgh coming in, because you're going to have a really good second-place finisher out of there, and that's uh, could be a foreshadowing of a playoff game. You know, it could be Tennessee in that spot, but but right now it'll be the the Colts. Uh, you know, uh, would have been in that spot. Technically, uh, they were tied, and of course they're going to play as you'll see on the schedule. They're going to play later. Uh, Carolina gave Kansas City a, a battle. Yeah, they did. They certainly yeah. did. They they yeah. played right with the Chiefs all day, and uh, unfortunately, their defense just let the Chiefs score two points too many, and and they didn't win. But yeah, that was nope. a that was one of the better games that anybody's given the Chiefs so far. Patrick Mahomes threw four touchdowns, yep, and he's yep. the first, uh, the earliest in games to uh, over 100 touchdowns. Of all these, you know, we've talked about all these great quarterbacks coming out, but he's, uh, you know, on steroids as far as that's concerned. You know, yeah, he, uh, uh, he really, broke Dan Marino's record. Dan Marino took 44 games. Patrick Mahomes did it in 40. So Right. And Christian McCaffrey came back, scored a couple of touchdowns, so that's good for the Panthers, but they're three and six, as we'll see. Yep. Minnesota is, like the Falcons, they they were down there, but they, again, like the Falcons, they have more talent than that. Now they won. They beat Detroit 34-20. Yeah, they're playing Detroit. They were playing Detroit. I think what people are are missing, though, is Dalvin Cook is back, and he wasn't there at the beginning of the year, and that is making a huge difference. When you have a running game that you can can not have to throw all the time, he's back, and that's making a huge difference. Yep. He had 252 yards of total offense of uh, two rushing rushing touchdowns, I think three overall. So there you go, and that's a big part of it. And boy, if they could have ever won that Seattle game, they, they might be in the Hunt and they could have won that. They they messed that up with their coaching decisions. Uh, the Giants got their second. You know they're not they're not tanking for Trevor. No way. They but their second win. They beat uh, the Redskins. They won former uh, former Redskins yeah, or whatever you want to call them. The Washington Football Team twenty three twenty. I didn't quite say. It. I get half a half a demerit on that one. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? Poor Craig Heights. He still can't do it. He did it again this week. He just yeah. can't forget. He just can't do it. But anyway, I, I don't know if you lived down there how you'd avoid it. Boy oh boy. Uh, and, well, he's and and he's covered him for so many years. I mean, he's probably just, oh, he's probably just in, engraved yeah. in his brain. Yeah, yeah. but and anyway, both of, the, man, both of the Giants' wins have been against Washington this yeah. year. Yeah, now the, this is an interesting stat I got, and this is the fun part about the Tuesday. I get a little time. I write down some of the notes they say, and uh, we've got you know can kind of do this in a different way. Uh, Jones, the Giants' quarterback, is five and thirteen, but he's four and zero against Washington. 
So there, there yep. you go. That's his all-time record. That's Actually, it's five and, five and 17, Chris. Five and 17? Okay. Yeah. And 4-0 and oh against the, yeah. the former Redskins. So there you go. Um, and let's see. Oh, and Kyle Allen went out. Did we hear any more about that injury? Is that uh, Yeah, he's, he's going to be gone for a significant amount of time. It looks like Alex Smith will be your starter. Yep. And he did come in and play well, but uh, not enough. So uh, the Giants managed to beat them. And, that's a, a, and the, that's a good story. I mean, we can, you know, we can laugh at Washington and this and this is, but Alex Smith, that's a good story with that injury that he had. It's, yep. it's a fantastic thing that he's even able to play. Yep. I mean, for him personally, good, good that he's going to get a few starts. Yeah. Yep. So the Houston beat Jacksonville. What do you, what about that, uh, Sean? It was a good game between two bad teams. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the easiest and, uh, way to explain it. Jake Luton was the quarterback uh, for um, uh, Gardner Minshew, had a thumb problem, so he was the quarterback. Yeah. And uh, from Oregon State, he wasn't even drafted. And he, I guess, played okay, but uh, Jackson did very well. Watson, I should say, did very well. Two long touchdowns. Yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, 331 yards of offense altogether, a lot of running and so forth. Uh, Pittsburgh finally came back and beat Dallas. So this was oh this was man, real. <laughs> you know, Dallas was leading all the way. Their new uh, quarterback, who from SMU, and the first SMU quarterback to play for the Cowboys since Don Merida. Uh, yeah, and he story on him. Of course, he's from here in Austin. He played at Texas, and Garrett Gilbert. He's their fourth yeah. quarterback to start, and he came in at Texas in the the national championship when Cole McCoy got hurt. And I think he lost a lot of confidence, a lot of favor that next year because he didn't pull off the championship. And then, so he went on to SMU under the June Jones offense. And, you know, he did pretty well. I mean, he has a Super Bowl ring. He was a backup with New mm-hmm. England. He was in the other league that folded in mid season a year ago, the AAF. And then Cowboys picked him up and he's, uh, you know, he's a starter. Yeah. And the interesting thing, You've only had three sets of quarterbacks from the same high school in that started in games at the same, you know, at the same time from the same high school. You've never had two sets of quarterbacks from two high schools start in a game. If he starts this week and Baker Mayfield starts for Cleveland, you're going to have and Breeze and Nick Foles both start. You're going to have two sets of quarterbacks from two high schools and uh, their rival to, high schools here in the Austin area. I don't, to wait. I don't think in Lake He'll have to wait because the Cowboys aren't playing this week. But yeah. he'll have to oh, wait. no, they won't. have to win next week. That's right. It'll yeah. be next week. And Baker's yeah, out. Right. So but Baker I, 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 like we said about the Chiefs, they figured out, for the Steelers, uh, they figured out a way to win. They came back. Roethlisberger, besides his COVID uh, issues that he's dealing with right now, he also got his knee got banged up, and they uh, said it was somewhat sprained. But they he uh, came out. But Mason Rudolph came in the end of the half. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, because they, they were working on the locker room. Best line, Brad, when they were up 10 to nothing, Brad Sham had the line. He goes, he looked at Babe Laufenberg and he goes, Babe, he goes, if I had told you that the Cowboys would be up 10 to nothing at this time, you know, against the Steelers who are undefeated, what would you say? And he goes, I'll have whatever you're drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the Raiders managed to hang on and beat the Chargers 31 to 26. What about that one, Robert? Well, that was a very good game, but uh, honestly, the Raiders got lucky because. The final play of the game was a Justin Herbert touchdown pass that got overturned because the uh, tight end did not complete the catch. Yep. And so uh, I, it was so the announcers were so bad in that game. I listened to Brent Musburger uh, because oh, I could not listen to the Chargers oh, guy. Oh, oh my God! I can't. I, I feel sorry for you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, no, we got out of there with our with the skin of our teeth and um, yep, still uh, in the wild card hunt though. Yeah. You know? And I and I do see, and I do see Pierre's hand. And I know Pierre. We're gonna we'll get to your. Game. In just a second here. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we finish these scores 
and then uh, we'll talk to Pierre, and then uh, or these comments, I should say, and then we'll yeah. talk to Pierre, and then go with the standings and schedule. Oh, Miami yeah. beat Arizona, and uh, that was uh, Gonzalez, the Arizona kicker, missed a field goal, and Miami, uh, you know, they could have tied the game, and they didn't get it, and Miami managed to win it. Tua did okay this time. He, did. he didn't just manage the game. He played fairly well. Not great, but he did throw two touchdown passes. And it looks yeah. like Brian Flores knew what he was doing. Uh, we, You know, we criticized him a couple weeks ago when he made the change, uh, you know, because Fitzpatrick was playing well, but it looks like uh, the coach knew what he was doing. Well, Brian... I, you know, that implies that uh, Fitzpatrick couldn't have won that game, too, and I'm not prepared to say that. I think Fitzpatrick no, I, I, was having no, a good year, so yeah. I'm not saying that, the, you know, that, that that's the case, but, you know, it's not exactly right to now the kind of thing where, for example, I, when Brady came in, he did more than Bledsoe would have done with that team. I don't, I'm not prepared to say that about Fitzpatrick. We'll see what Tua can do as we go along, but... Um, and you know you he's going to have some growing pains at, at some point. He, no, yeah. Right. Okay. Now, the game that Pierre's going to want to talk about in a minute, I'm sure, with New Orleans beating Tampa Bay 38-3, to it's the first time Tom Brady's been swept by a divisional opponent in his career. That's pretty amazing. Yes. And, yeah. years. and New Orleans used all three quarterbacks in there, and they even had two of them at the same time with Taysom Hill. You know, uh, when you had Breeze throwing a touchdown pass to Taysom Hill, they had a bit of running back on a position, and then Taysom Hill came in and threw a touchdown pass. You know, and Breeze pass, so, took I mean, the lead. They've been going back and forth for a year with the who's leading in uh, all-time in touchdown, and, and now Breeze took the lead with three. Brady, of course, didn't throw any. 563 to 561 right now, uh, Breeze over Brady. So, uh, mm-hmm. but, but boy, in a way, I, I think uh, with those these two this year, and I know there was one that the Saints killed the Patriots uh, down there, la- a couple few in the 09. I'm thinking that uh, Breeze is about three and one against Brady or something like that, three or something four and like one, that. something like that. And uh, the last game of the night, the Patriots, uh, they, uh, like, like Houston Jacksonville, the crummy team beat the bad team 30 to 27 uh patriots came back they were behind you know 27 to 17 going to the fourth quarter uh they got their running game going both teams were able to run the patriots defense didn't play well uh but they, except for one interception which kind of turned the game helped turn the game around but you know uh the three and five they're not going anywhere when they went into last night's game they were 12th in the conference so uh yeah. they're not going to the playoffs but they won and you know probably cost themselves some draft choices but uh whatever it is what it is and they, they won the, as bill belichick would say yeah. and i'm sure he's happier that they won than if they had so that's it for our recap well why don't we do this we'll 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 talk to pierre and then chris will take our break then we'll come back and let you do the the standings and and all that so pierre if you want to unmute we will talk to you we are waiting all right we are waiting for pierre to unmute yeah pierre to unmute Okay, uh, all I can say is Drew Brees is washed up as the media says. <laughs> is, that what right. the, is that what the media says, Pierre? That's what they say, that he's washed up. But uh, I, I never dreamed I would see what I, what I saw that, that, that Sunday night. I never dreamed that was going to happen. No. I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, this Sunday that Carolina's got a shot. At, at beating uh, Tampa Bay, uh, I wouldn't they, be surprised. They do. And you know, uh, go, go ahead, Sean. You have a quarterback there. I think in Taysom Hill, he's the guy that I think they need to go with. But yeah, Carolina beating Tampa, I think they do have a shot. But you know, you, New Orleans, you got. I mean, with if, Tays, if they go with Taysom Hill when Drew Brees is done, you know, right? 
Oh, and I want to give one more story before I get off. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard, but the LSU-Alabama game has been canceled. Yeah. LSU was down to one quarterback, Sheesh. no no tight ends. They, yeah. they had no long snappers left. Everybody's got the virus. And, and well, you not, know, only, that, is, not only that, but not only that, Pierre, uh, Texas A&M Tennessee is canceled too. So yeah, we'll have those in our. We were going to have those in our college notes. Yeah, yeah we do but have you know those. the the thing is, this kind of knocks the uh, herd uh, herd uh, immunity kind of thing uh, in the head because I mean they had so many cases in the in the summer. LSU did, and still they're coming up with more cases. So what are you going to do? Well, there's going to be a bunch of games on December 12th. So make up. <laughs> well, they're going to make that up on December 12th right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but LSU can't make up their game because they, if you remember, they didn't get to play Florida. Oh, that's right. They already have a game. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. right. So. Well, anyway. Well, here's what we have. We'll take our time out here. We do have – we know who the NL manager of the year is, and we'll have the AL one coming up probably in about 20 minutes. So, Bill, why don't we take our break, and then we'll come back, and Chris will tell us who's playing who and who's in what place. Okay, uh, Perry, we had to make some choices here. We can't take a break. There's a technical issue okay. that would require okay. to restart the computer in order, and then we'd all have to reset and start all over Oh no! Um, All right, so oh, no. okay. we're just going to go on nonstop. That's a, we will, okay. we will okay. pretend we're covering like a presidential event, and we'll just continue with no commercials. I, right? Yeah. No, 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 it's, no it's, audio. It's, it's in either. the public interest. Okay, so we have the standings here, and this is after you know week nine, and of course uh, we have uh, some teams have played eight games, some teams have played nine. About half teams have had their buys. So in the AFC East, we have Buffalo at seven and two, Miami five and three. So a nice game and a half lead for for them. Uh, Patriots three and five, and the Jets are zero and nine, the only winless team. AFC North, the only undefeated team. Pittsburgh eight and zero, Baltimore six and two, Cleveland five and three. They were off this week. Cincinnati two five and one, AFC South Tennessee six and two, Indianapolis five and three, Houston two and six, Jacksonville one and seven. And AFC West, Kansas City eight and one, Las Vegas five and three, Denver three and five, and the Chargers are two and six. I think Anthony Lynn's in trouble. NFC East, uh, the Mighty Eagles. You got to say it. Whoever leads that division, they're mighty. Three, four, and one. But they've got a, a little. Uh, I think they're going to win this division. They're just, you know they're the best of a mediocre group. Washington two and six. Dallas two and seven, the Giants two and seven, NFC North, Green Bay six and two, Bears as I said have lost three in a row, they're five and four, Minnesota three and five, Detroit three and five, NFC South, New Orleans six and two, Tampa Bay six and three, uh, Atlanta three and six, and Carolina three and six, NFC West, Seattle six and two, Arizona five and three, the Rams are five and three, San Francisco four and five. And so that's it for the standings. And uh, in later weeks, we can get into more analysis about playoffs, but it's still too early to really do that. We have our schedule, too, for uh, week 10. And to explain what's going to happen, the Masters, uh, of course, will be on Sunday, uh, the last round of the Masters. So CBS is not going to have any early games. They're going to try to get the Masters is going to start at 10 o'clock like it did a couple years ago when Tiger won, when they were afraid it was going to rain. last year, when Tiger won. Well, last year, yeah, it was. Boy, you know, it seems so long ago. It does. Anything that happened in 2019, well, it was almost two years, years ago. It was. It was almost two years. It was. Half. The over year and a half. That's yeah. right. So they started at 10. They're going to start at 10, and they're trying to get it done by around 2. But that what they're doing is they're building in some time for some playoffs and stuff. So, uh, you know, hopefully they will get be ready for their football at 4.05. But we'll start with all the early games that Fox has. We'll start with Thursday night, and Fox has that too. And that's uh, – hang on a second. That is uh, – 
uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee, 820 on Thursday evening, uh, the uh, 12th on Fox and NFL Network. And that could be a good game because the Titans don't blow anybody out. Yep, and, so. Yeah, and it's going to be in Tennessee, so uh, we'll see if the Colts can, uh, you know, if they don't win it, it's going to be tough for the division because they'll be two behind, and uh, they do have two games. You know, they this is their first game against them, but being two behind with only one to play against the other team. So since, uh, Tennessee can go a long way to clinching that, uh, take a big step towards that division if they win it. On Sunday, we have Houston at Cleveland, 1 p.m. on Fox. Washington at Detroit, 1 p.m. on Fox. Jacksonville at Green Bay, 1 p.m. on Fox. Philadelphia at the Giants, 1 p.m. on Fox. Tampa Bay at Carolina, 1 p.m. on Fox. That's the game Pierre was uh, talking about. Denver at the Las Vegas, 4:05 on CBS. One of the three CBS games, and this is not unprecedented. It used to be CBS got all the early games when they used to do the U.S. Open tennis, and they would play all the early games on the first couple of week or so, and then uh, the Fox or any, whoever the other network was, NBC in the old days, would have the second game. So, so anyway, 4:05. Uh, we had what did I say at Denver at Las Vegas. We have the Chargers at Miami. That's a flex game that had to be moved because of the virus and the reorganization of the Chargers schedule. The Chargers are at Miami, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. Also, Buffalo at Arizona, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. That'll be nice, a nice game. Uh, the uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh was moved to 4.25. That'll be one of the big games on Fox, though, not CBS. That'll be on Fox. So Fox has the doubleheader. Seattle at the Rams, 4.25 on Fox. That'll be good, too. And San Francisco at New Orleans, not as good. San Francisco struggling. And, oh, by the way, the uh, Rams game is at 4.25 as well. Seattle at the Rams, 4.25. San Francisco at New Orleans, 4.25 on Fox. Uh, Baltimore at the Patriots. Well, they set it up at the beginning of the year, and that looked kind of good, but it isn't as good anymore. 8.20 p.m. on NBC. And no uh, fans at Schaefer. Sullivan, I did that earlier. So Sullivan Stadium for the rest of the year. Uh, Sullivan, how many names are I going to You know, the four things. That spot has had four names now. Of course, it's a new stadium. Gillette is the real stadium. It's been Schaefer, Foxborough, and, uh, Sullivan, and then Foxborough. So I could I didn't get Foxborough in there. But anyway, uh, Minnesota at Chicago on the Monday night game is 8.15 on ESPN. And the buys, Atlanta, Dallas, Kansas City, and the Jets. So that's and, it for the NFL. And the, the reason there are only three CBS 405 games you think, oh, wouldn't they play all the all those? Because a number of their announcers are at the Masters. As you know, Jim Nance will be at the Masters. Uh, several right. others will be, will be covering it with him. So, I mean, they, that's, they're doing that because, you know, it's built in. The Masters says Jim Nance is their announcer until he retires so that's why yeah. you only see the three it's and the one, and the ones you don't hear on tv you'll hear on sirius xm uh, pga radio uh no we, no no it's westwood one Okay. All right. Okay. So the other thing, just a flashback that I had was 1988 when the Olympics were going on and NBC had the Olympics and Marty Glickman did a game, Chuck Thompson did a game, Kirk Gowdy did a game. They brought all the old guys back and they all did the football. That was pretty cool. Uh I remember that. I enjoyed that. I don't know who else, but I'm sure there were more that even came back. So college football, guys, what's what's up with college football? Well, as you already mentioned, the LSU and Alabama and the Texas A&M Tennessee games have been postponed. Now, I'll say one get one that surprised me. Well, and you keep saying, okay, it's an upset, but it's not really with Liberty taking down Virginia Tech, the Fighting Falwells. The fight and the Fighting Falwells are like twenty-one in one poll and twenty-three in the other. Liberty's, I mean, they're they're an independent. They've only been Division One CS for like or FBS for a couple of years, and you know they're the worst. I mean, they've taken down two ACC teams this year. And That's Hugh Freeze is their coach. Me, of course. Yeah. 
and he's trying to rebuild his stock, of course, or, you know, after the um, problems he had at Ole Miss, he's trying to rebuild his stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Texas holding off West Virginia, they did that. So, I mean, they, you know, they did they did well. The Baylor Iowa State game that was an interesting. That was a back and forth game. It I was thought. Iowa State was down by fourteen points twice and came back to win. Um, for those who don't know, John Walters, the radio voice of Iowa State, had tested positive oh, for yeah. the virus, but he he does not have. He said he feels fine, but uh, obviously he could not work yeah. because he had the virus and. Uh, Brent Bloom did very well with play-by-play, so they did okay. okay. Yeah, Craig Way said he had talked to John Walters on Sunday, and he said he, you know, and then John Morris, voice of the Bears, talked to him. But, of course, and you had the con- – how about this? Indiana. Man, where is in- – Indiana's just – wow. Yeah, they're doing yeah. all right, but they had that loss in the middle there, too. So, you know – Yeah, they had the funny. loss in the middle, but, the, well, yeah. they beat Penn State. No, the loss was just because they beat Penn State, and then they – oh, that was – No, they have no was, losses. Indiana was, has no losses. losses. But Indiana's 2-1. and one. Are they, what, number no, three 13, and I believe, in oh, the country? Oh, 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 hold on, Bill. What, Bill? They're 3-0. and oh. They have not oh, lost right. a game Yeah, they are 3-0. That's right. Okay. All right. Okay. What's well, the they're, What's they're... the talk about them, Bill? I mean, are they getting the excitement? I mean, you would think they would be getting the excitement around there. Well, they are getting the excitement because they have a young quarterback and a team that was getting better last year has just improved. Michigan's probably on the downside. Penn they State, they beat they beat Rutgers. So, you know, we don't know exactly where they're at, but they're doing very well. They handled Michigan with no problem. So, well, that'd be good to see Indiana in there. I mean, it's been a long, number, when's the last time they went to the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, the, the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it's 1967, I think. And there you go. They're, and, they're rated. And, this, and this year, of course, State. they would go. This year, they would go to a Big Ten championship game, which they probably, I, I'm assuming, have never, have never been, been to. Those, yeah, yep. right. And and then, and then they, but I mean, they do have to play at Ohio State. That's what you got to say because they're in that division with them. But the one, you know, Mich and Michigan and Penn State both just, I mean, self-destructing. I mean, they're just, you know, Harbaugh. Harbaugh's probably gone this year, and who knows? Maybe James Franklin. I don't know. But and we had the Pac-12 back with the Arizona State USC game at 9 a.m. kick. That yep. that was just yeah. And remember when we we had a game postponed uh, this week in the Pac-12. And remember the problem with the Pac-12 is they have no way to make these up. So you right. you're not no Pat. They did not build those windows in because they decided oh we're coming back and they they had to scramble and you have to, and in both of those to be eligible for your championship. You have to have six, play six games, you know, at least. So now the Pac-12 doesn't have the 21-day uh, quarantine like the Big Ten does, but okay. you know, they have and Wisconsin it. will but be back this week, by the way. The, the Wisconsin will play Michigan this week. What they'll look like, you know, we'll find out. But they will yeah. play Michigan yeah. this week. Yeah, but the, the big game, well, the cocktail, the former cocktail party was kind of a letdown, but the big game of the night, double overtime with Notre Dame taking down Clemson and DJ he he was just, I mean he stayed in there he brought he kept Clemson in it as a freshman I yep. mean he Oh, he played well the week before, yeah. No, once he got his feet under him in the first, you know, in that second half of that BC game, and now a good game with Notre Dame, so his stock is, you know, Trevor who? Trevor Lawrence will come back. He he could have come back, but they had to do the heart test on him, and they couldn't do that until Monday. That's the main reason Trevor Lawrence was not there. But here's what happened after the game. 
This is the craziness that happened at Notre Dame Stadium. They had about 25, 25%, but it was a lot of students. There were a lot of students there, and they had been partying. It was what, what college students do, even in this time when they tell them you're not supposed to. And they rushed the field. And the president of Notre Dame has already said that every Notre Dame student must get tested before they go home for Thanksgiving. Otherwise, they're going to be, because they don't want them infecting their families. Right. But they're saying anybody involved, and there may be disciplinary action about some of them that were partying, and then they found out they rushed the field. And, and Brian Kelly and Dallas Sweeney were both scrambling, trying to get their players off the field. So, you know, they were they were really, they were really mm-hmm. scrambling. I mean, they, they were running, but... You know, this yeah. week, like I said, our, one of our big highlight games that would have been an LSU-Alabama game, yep. it's not going to happen. Uh, let me see, I don't have the schedule right in front I of imagine me. ES, I like, think that was an ESPN game. I imagine they'll try to pick up something to, to fill that. But Yeah, and, I mean, there's not really a lot of big – because – a lot of con, a lot of teams in some of the conferences are having bye weeks. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no, but the Big Ten still. Uh, who is Ohio? Ohio State's playing. Uh, oh man, I wish I had the schedule in front of me, but I BC's did. playing Notre Dame here. I know yep. that, and I don't yeah, know what BC's time that game Notre is, Dame, but that's the next uh, Notre Dame game. Yep. Yep. And then yeah, we I mean, have uh, Iowa, Iowa, Minnesota. That'll be a Friday night game. So if you want some Friday yeah. night football, you can watch Utah, the Big Ten. UCLA, I think, is one of the games. Utah, okay. UCLA, which UCLA is not great. But, I mean, you're going to – Oh, it, uh, by the it, way, that was supposed to be a Friday game. That's been moved to Saturday. So. Oh, the Utah, UCLA, yeah. 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 Uh, Utah, UCLA. I mean, yeah, you have okay. some pretty interesting games, but not, not any major marquee matchups. Although, you know, like I said, you've got to watch – now, BYU-San Diego State could be interesting. That's a late game, but it could because BYU, you have two independents there, BYU and Liberty, both sneaking up yeah. on people. And, you know, and Cincinnati from the ACK. Right. The that, I was going to say, how does that mix in with Cincinnati? Because they're, they're doing well, too. Yeah. Well, and Cincinnati, you have those three. You could very easily see the Big 12 because all their teams, they have a number, couple teams that are, you know, have two losses. So the Big 12 could could lose, or the Pac-12, if Oregon doesn't step up and win it. You know, they could very easily lose a spot in this COVID year to a Cincinnati, maybe a BYU, probably not Liberty, but Cincinnati or BYU especially. When do we start the getting the uh, fifteen the, teams? And the next week, okay, we'll see. We'll see next week. It may it may happen during the show. We may be getting the because next week is the first. Uh, college football playoff rankings, and sometimes they come out at 6.30, sometimes they come out at 7 Eastern, so hopefully mm-hmm. we'll have them in the show, but okay. that's all I have on college football. Should I go uh, ahead and do college basketball, or does anybody else have anything? No, yep. that's good Sean's to me. going to tell us the top five in college hoops. Yes. Well, before I do that, also, Duke announced Cameron Indoor. They're not going to have fans there because it's such a small, intimate environment. It's hard to do the social distance there, and they don't. They have about a thousand in there because remember they don't seat a lot at Cameron Indoor. It's only they only seat about five thousand, maybe. Right. Normally. Also, Iowa, Iowa will not have fans either. So. Yeah, and most yeah, it's a lot of places, but Cameron Indoor that's that's going to seem weird watching a Duke game with no fans. That because right. well, remember they give out for that North Carolina game, they'll deliver pizzas out there because they're all waiting right. trying to get. But also the, the thing with college, the colleges college, though, how do they? You know, I know you're going to get some TV money, but boy, how do you make money if, if you're not having fans at all? I, that's going to be difficult. Yeah, that is going to be difficult, but most of, a lot of theirs is the TV money, and if they get to March Madness, they'll get some money 
they'll, you know, the 68 teams that are in March Madness, when they get there, plus their conference tournaments, yeah. which they will still have. That's bad for the mid-majors. That's where it's bad. You know, the the, the Power Five are going to get their money for, you know, the game's going to be on TV. They'll get their money. Hey, BC, if BC plays, well, like, let's say, Pitt on a, on a, a Saturday afternoon, they might only get 4,000 people anyway. You know, BC doesn't draw very well. Yeah. So well, what like, the heck? Just like Texas, you know? when Texas isn't playing Kansas or Baylor or one of these big yeah. teams. BC has to play, like, Notre Dame or North Carolina it. or Duke to draw, you know? Yeah. When Texas has a bit like Gonzaga was supposed to come in this year originally on the original schedule, they draw for Gonzaga. But, like, to go see Texas play, oh, the UT Rio Grande Valley, there'll be, I mean, there may be 2,000 fans at, for whatever reason, at this, at the Irwin Center. Same thing. But you'll have, I mean, some of your mid majors will do fine. Like, you know, the Atlantic 10 has a TV deal. Gonzaga, pretty much Gonzaga, all their games are on TV, even though they're a mid major. Right. Uh, Missouri Valley yeah, has a the, TV deal. Yeah. yeah Missouri Valley has a TV deal. A10, yeah. A10 does, Conference USA, all, all the, there's about 12 conferences that have, Pretty good TV deals. So right. I mean those those conferences, but then you get way down to like your Atlantic Sun and the lower majors. Yeah, that's going to be where you're going to have your your shakeup. But I don't have the full top twenty five, but I do have the first preseason AP top five, and Gonzaga's number one uh, taking uh, edging out Baylor by one first place vote. Then Baylor, of course, number two, Villanova three, Virginia four, and Iowa five. Now that's a good. That's so what a, do you think Iowa of that, Gary? That that's a the, good. That's a good rating for Iowa. They're supposed to be really good this year, and you know what? They're going to get to play uh, possibly at that time. We'll see. But on December nineteenth, it'll be a CBS game. But in it's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Iowa will play Gonzaga, so that should be okay. you know that even if Gonzaga is not number one, that'll be a good, highly rated game coming up in December. Well, that that's a champion. Oh, that's yeah. championship Saturday though, too. So, well, uh, so but it's be... CBS. It'll be on CBS. Only has the SEC. Okay, so, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, there, there'll be other championships going on too that day. So we'll see how that yeah. all goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that's it on the colleges, huh? It is. Yeah, that's it on, so uh, uh, baseball, baseball, we have some breaking news just okay, crossing the wires. Uh, the managers of the year, the state of Florida, uh, stole those. So the <laughs> the for the Marlins, it is of course Don Mattingly, and for the Rays, it is Kevin Cash. Those are your managers of the year. And and yeah, the, I picked Kevin, Kevin Cash. Cash the Kevin Cash came yeah. across that came across about thirty seconds ago. Yeah, the Kevin Cash. I yeah. figured I forgot. I didn't really thought much about it. I just asked before the show. We just were bit batting it around and. Uh, uh, I think we were talking about the Braves manager, but yeah. uh, Schnicker. But uh, you know, hey, that that he—they're he, right. I mean, they really did well. You he consider did. they were hit the hardest with the virus, and they kept going and, and trucking along and made the postseason and and uh, won around, didn't they? They won. Did they win around? Yeah, they beat the uh, Cubs. Yes, they, they beat, beat the Cubs. Cubs. Absolutely, they did. They swept the Cubs. So you know, and they got got into the next round. So yeah, that's quite a job, but for Don Mattingly, absolutely. And, and I think uh, you, could make, you can you can make that. an argument for Brian Schnicker. Yep. Oh um, yes, you could. You can make. You could, I mean, since this is a regular season award, you could have made an argument for David Ross, I suppose. Yeah. Um, um, the Dodger manager, um, he's, he's expected yeah. to do well. So I suppose people would say, and then the Padres of course did well. So there are yeah. a number of teams you could have made an argument for. Yeah. But oh, the Rays, yeah. the Rays really had a good season. And so did the Marlins. They, 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 they really, did, really did. Yes, I'll they tell did. you what, when you put that all together and you have the Miami heat and the, and the uh, Tampa Bay lightning and all that, that's a Florida, you know, been pretty good the last couple of months on, in the pro level, not so that's much right. on college, I guess. Well, Miami's hanging there. Miami won the other. 
other day in college. Right. But, uh, you know, Florida State's been lousy. They got killed the other day by Pitt. Mm-hmm. So other baseball stuff, uh, as we We do predicted, have some other stuff, uh, Chris. The, probably the story of the day, though, is uh, Tony La Russa back in February apparently was arrested for DUI. Okay. And uh, video has surfaced that as he was being arrested and put into the, to the patrol car, he flashed his ring to the officer and says, hey, you know I'm a Hall of Famer, and who are you to say I don't have control of my facilities, he says. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Boy, White but, Sox fans, welcome. Welcome, yeah. yes. I, I think, you know, uh, Hawk is probably sitting there uh, kind of chuckling a little this evening, having a having a, an adult beverage, if I know Hawk, and uh, yep. just sort of enjoying life. Because, I mean, it's not necessarily that I don't know that they did or didn't get along. I don't know the reasons why he was fired in the first place, but I think this hire is going to be a little bit, uh, uh, a little questionable. Well, and see, I've already see seen articles come out through Bleacher Report, if I could talk, uh, that several free agents have said, oh, we don't want to play for the White Sox because they have a manager that's too old. You know, no, well, I don't think that's fair. Either, I, don't, I don't know, you know. that that's the issue, but I mean, no. I wonder in some respects. You know, uh, um, this is not the first time that Tony has had this issue. So hopefully, no. hopefully, you know, he's getting this under control, Bill. Yeah. 2007, he also was arrested and promised this would never happen again. And you could right. hold him accountable. Oops. So we've had certain politicians say that, too. Um, yeah. Guys true. go nonstop. There will be no audio for Tommy Hansen. We have no. Okay. We have no okay. audio capability. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I thought that we'll was We'll have audio next week. So we'll, we'll do that next Next week when we put it with David USF stuff, so and I'll do a just, little obituary on him go, um, when we get there. Nonstop. Oh, oh, hold on, Bill. Go ahead. Just go nonstop the rest of the show. Yeah, okay. okay. We're, we're, we're going. Okay. All right. So baseball, um, speaking of managers get, getting hired or coming back, Alex Cora is coming back. He is uh, was hired by the Red Sox. Uh, basically, I don't know that it was a real uh, either Haim Bloom or John Henry kind of thing. They, they kind of drew it that way to some degree. But remember that Alex Cora was here when Haim Bloom got here anyway. Way. And so, and and he was, I think, on board with that. And he certainly likes the the uh, you know the oh, what do you call it? The the computerized. Uh, what's the name of that stuff? Analytics. Analytics. He, he's he's on board with that stuff. They were. He was talking about a candidate, Mike Fold. I think his name was Sam. Uh, no, had, Sam Fold. Sam, Sam Fold. Fold. Yeah, Sam, Sam Fold. Fold, who had been uh, with the, the sort of an organizer of that for the uh, Phillies the last few years and so forth. That was his guy. But I think, you know, they're probably all just sort of, you know, buried the hatchet. And after all, Alex knows most of the players. Uh, hopefully the team will be a lot healthier. You know, and, they, the and Chris, staff. they do have a bench coach open. So Sam Fold, mate, you know, who knows? He may get that. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, okay. Uh, the one free agency uh, guy, Robbie Ray, back to Toronto for $8 million, only for yep. one year, though. And then the uh, rookies of the year were named last night. Devin Williams uh, for Milwaukee, who's a pitcher. And Kyle Lewis, a Seattle outfielder. You know, the thing is, not playing the other divisions, and I can't say I played rapid attention to the Red Sox because most of the time, the, well, all through the whole season, the Celtics were playing and most of it the Bruins. I can't say I listened to too much baseball because of just the way the Red Sox were playing. But without playing the other divisions, I'm like, who are these people? But, uh, right. you know. Well, now, of course, I, I can, of I, course uh, being, in the, uh, being in the NL Central, we, I yeah. can tell you about Devin. He's a very good uh, bullpen arm for the Brewers, and he'll be okay. good. He should be good for a while to come. And so I can, next I week, can... we should have a lot more awards because we've got, uh, you know, they're going to be coming pretty much every day through the weekdays. Anyhow, they don't do them over the weekend, but we'll yeah. have probably have uh, three or four more awards for you on each league next week. What are you going to say, Robert? And I can tell you about Kyle Lewis. He, he is, uh, Seattle has found a diamond there. He's a very good player. 
Um, he, because uh, <laughs> uh, we we played uh, against him a lot, being uh, the A's and Mariners. So no, okay. Kyle, uh, that was a very good choice. Um, I thought it would go to the White Sox uh, uh, guy, uh, Luis Roberts, but okay, Please Kyle Robert. Lewis got it. Robert, okay, okay. Uh, I, th- I thought he would get it, but uh, no. Uh, Kyle Lewis is a good player, and uh, you know Seattle's got a good one there. Okay. Also, They're, the Mets. The Mets. Uh, just what their, I was going for. Yes, they had their press conference today. It is likely, according to Sandy Alderson, they are that they won't make a managerial change. He would not, however, say that's a hundred percent. Whoever they bring in to be the GM might, you know, want to do that. And he said he would obviously let them if they want to, but he said it is not likely that they will. Uh, Steve Cohen says if the Mets don't win the World Series in the next three to five years, he will consider that somewhat of a failure. That's okay. correct. Well, and then, and he sounds like he'll probably spend some money and uh, be involved Definitely. in the and you yeah. know the thing about him? Uh, no, he, he said, Chris, he will not. He, he's going to let the professionals do what they're supposed to do. He said he will ask some probing questions, but right. he said they'll be permitted to do what, they, you know, what they're supposed to do and what they're but paid to do. But what I'm saying about the budget for the Mets might be a little different in that. They, oh, it, will, yeah, oh, it the, will be. There is no doubt there. The team didn't, uh, did lose some money like everybody else did, but their budget, he didn't lose the money. So it's not on his watch. So he's sort of coming in saying, hey. 2020 didn't happen for me. I'm doing 21 right. on, and I can do what I want. And so he may be a little bit more apt to spend uh, the extra buck to bring in a couple of people. As and he wouldn't, other, he, wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't in the press conference criticize the Wilpons, but kind of you can tell that he really didn't agree with a lot of what they have been doing. Kind of like you could hear what he didn't say that, you know, what he really wanted to say. I think he echoed a lot of it. I'm sure the guys on FAN, I didn't hear them today. I'm sure the guys on FAN basically said that he said the stuff that they've been saying for years. That's correct. That is correct. That is correct. Okay. I guess we can go to the NBA. We're good for that. Yep. Sounds Uh, like we know now that the season's going to start on December 22nd. Free agency will start a couple days, what, Sean, after the draft? Well, the draft is on the 20th. The draft's the 18th. Free agency's on the 20th, and then you can find people at 12.01 p.m. on Sunday the 22nd. So they get a little Thanksgiving treat uh, contract. And the draft will be on the 18th. Correct. So a week from tomorrow, we'll have the NBA draft. Then the 20th will be the the talking to players. And then now the 22nd. See, if I were the NBA and because it's already so you know short and messed up anyway in only a month. I probably would have done it on Monday rather than going against football. But that's right. Just, and the players, you know. by the way, they're still it's going to happen. But the players are not happy about signing about the season starting in December. No, right. No. And Mark Jones will be the new TV voice for the Sacramento Kings and former ESPN and ABC uh, announcer. So yep. there you go, and that's the, that's probably a good thing. And he was yeah he was the second guy on the ESPN coverage, the second team. Uh, with the NBA for them. Okay. Right. All right. He nor- he normally worked with Doris Burke. That, okay. That's correct. Now getting into the uh, the the end, we we're finishing up NASCAR. We got Austin Sidrick, I think is his name, is the Xfinity champion, and the Chase uh, Elliott won the uh, NASCAR Cup, the regular NASCAR Cup. I don't know who sponsors it these days, but whatever cup they're calling it, he won yeah. it. Yeah, the the so, the, the, the uh, Monster Energy drink. It's the Cup okay. Series is what they just yeah. said. All right. Yeah. The, the Breeders' Cup Classic was won by Authentic, who had also won the Derby. So that he may be a horse of the year a candidate. We'll we'll see about that. Don't really yep. know. Uh, guess they'll they'll name that soon because basically all of the graces are over. Robert, you said you got some boxing for us, right? Uh, yes, um, Canelo Alvarez filed a lawsuit against Golden Boy and DeZone 
to get out of his $365 million 11 fight deal because he was not being paid the kind of money that they, they promised him. Uh, and he won his, he won his case. And, uh, so therefore DAZN has cut him loose. Golden Boy has cut him loose. If neither one of these organizations had not cut him loose, they would have been responsible for paying him the entire amount before, uh, bef- and he had the right to, to ask for that entire 365 million before he scheduled his next fight. Uh, that's what the judge said. So now he's a boxing free agent and it looks like he's going to, uh, be fighting for premier boxing champions, uh, because they have a lot of super middleweights and light heavyweights. And those are the two divisions he fights in. And if, if a deal is worked out, uh, you'll start seeing him on regular Fox and Fox pay-per-view. Okay. So, and right. he, he's the biggest boxing free agent that has been available in quite some time because he's basically, un, other than the heavyweights, he is the money guy in boxing. So, so Robert, while you're at it, uh, why don't you give us the hockey that you have too? Um, the hockey that I have, um, they sent out a not- notification today that they're working on uh, bubbles. Um, teams are not going to be able to play in their arenas, apparently. So they're, they're working on different bubbles, and they're going to realign the divisions for this year because Canada is not going to allow anybody in from the U.S. to play games. Uh, so there will be an entire Canadian division. Um, and uh, they're working on a New Year's Day start date, but this season will also be shorter. Uh, I don't know the number of games, but it will not be 82. And the divisions are going to be realigned because all the Canadian teams are going to be playing one another. Why do they feel, why do they feel, Robert, if you know, that they need to do bubble when the NBA is going to play in their building? Um, I have no idea, but uh, that's what the owners and the commissioner have decided to do. Um, and, uh, maybe, maybe the NHL and NBA commissioners have already communicated and they've, they've decided, well, look, uh, NBA normally takes priority in most of the arenas. So they're going to, they're probably going to allow the NBA teams to use, use their arenas and the NHL are going to come up with different bubbles. So there's no scheduling conflicts. That would so be maybe you'd have bubble in like places like Buffalo and Pittsburgh that don't have NBA teams, things like that. Right. And, and yeah. And then people could travel from bubble to bubble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you'd and, have, and we'll keep you posted yeah. because, um, the junior hockey, the, you know, which is starts in our area pretty quick. That's It started, I think, last weekend, but the team that I can listen to on the radio, I don't think played last weekend. So we'll kind of we'll kind of know how things are, are going to work. And then once the, the NHL stuff goes, the, the NHL, the AAA league, if you will, the AHL, that'll be here too. So we'll be able to keep you posted as we go forward on yeah, that. Yeah. Too. So yeah. what they may have, what they, and this is, again, just off the top of my head, because I had no more information that Robert gave me. I'm right. thinking that the three American team division, American teams will each have a bubble, you know, in, in uh, three NHL cities and then travel. They'll still play interdivision in this country, and the Canadians will probably play, just play all Canadian games up there. That's exactly, that's exactly what they're saying for Canada. Yeah. Uh, Canada 
is not going to allow anybody from the U.S. to come in. So right um, now, obviously, um, they'll quarantine. What they'll have to do is get some folks from the U.S. that are on Canadian teams to go up, and you know, and some and people who live in the U.S. You know, that'll all yeah. have to happen. But once yeah. that happens, they'll stay in Canada, and the playoffs will probably be in Canada as they were. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you know. uh, probably probably Edmonton and Toronto again. Yeah, it works out you know. there. Yeah, yep. So, so that's good. So yeah, they'll travel from bubble to bubble, and the NBA will use their building. So that'll that'll be a little they more like, like the other Vegas, league. St. Louis, and Tampa. That's three parts of the country. Yeah, they could do. That. Yeah, they could do that. And you know, and again, Buffalo. If you want a northeastern one, you got Buffalo or Pittsburgh, depending. And it may depend on how the statistics are in those areas. You know, too, which which area? Because but once you get in the bubble, it's pretty good. It's all right. But you just don't want to have trouble going through an area getting into the bubble. So you and know, we'll see, see a, a lot of the in, a lot of the NBA and NHL teams share arenas. So they do. My, yeah. my guess is the two commissioners have probably communicated. And this is probably the solution that they came up with. So, right. you know. We'll keep and you posted actually, on that, too. Canada could. No, I guess they won't do. They probably won't split the Canadian division. It'll probably be one division or the other. To have what? What do we have, 30 teams, Robert, now? Yeah, 31, uh, th- 31 teams. 31 and, uh, teams, and that's uh, seven after, there. Yeah, so after, you, you, after this season, it'll be 32. So so you'd probably have seven for the Canadian division and three-eighths for the uh, American exactly, division. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess it's time for the poll question, then we'll do our death. All right. Once again, the poll question, and feel free to call in at 646-876-9923, into the code 287-723-4600, hit pound key twice. The poll question is, what sporting events or venues that you've never been to, that you've never been to, do you want to make? Do you want to come in and check out uh, that before... You die. What's on your bucket list as far as events slash venues that you'd love to go to? Okay. All right. I guess we'll I'll give start. our answers. I yeah, see your hand. I see your hand, uh, Jerry. We'll get to you after after okay. we do it. We'll get right. We'll get to you. Sporting event, I think uh, I've been to, uh, you know, an NBA Finals uh, game, a couple of, uh, did I go to two NBA Finals? Well, a few Celtics uh, playoff games. I know I went to at least one uh, NBA Finals game, but I'd like I'd like to go to a World Series game, of course, at Fenway Park. That'd be great. And then the place I'd like to go, and it would have been better if it were the, well, the uh, the refurbished Yankee Stadium from 76 to, to 2009, but Yankee Stadium, because after all, all the all the crazy things that have happened with the Red Sox and Yankees at Yankee Stadium, and, and uh, I think that would be those would be my two things and uh, you know obviously maybe in basketball uh, you know to see like a Celtics Lakers game uh, I have not seen a Celtics Lakers game anywhere so I would like to see that either wow. at the Garden or or Staples Center so no you know it's just one of those things the Red Sox a little easier to do more games whatever just I've seen I have to sit down sometimes figure out what NBA teams I have seen the Celtics play but I have not seen the Lakers so that'd be kind of cool too all, all right. right who's next Perry. Yes, I would have. Uh, there's a few baseball stadiums I would like to go to, and, and one of the obviously Wrigley Field. I have not been there. I, oh, wow. th- that I I have to get to Wrigley Field. Um, I came really close to going to Bush Stadium, but didn't quite get there. So you got to do that, and, and for the hi- all the history of it, uh, Dodger Stadium would be cool to get. You know, just for the history. And I I think as a, on the college level, I would love to get to an NCAA situation in basketball. That would be mm-hmm. really yeah. cool to be able to go to. And, of course, those are prime tickets to go to that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Robert? Robert? Uh, me? Uh, I... Uh... I would love to. Uh, I'm I'm with Chris. I'd love to go. I, I wish the old Yankee Stadium was around because uh, I, I like old ballparks. So, um, but I, I'll take the newer Yankee Stadium. Of course, uh, uh, Fenway Park, Wrigley Field for baseball, the, uh, Dodger Stadium. Those those you know those kind of stadiums um, for um, 
for uh, 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 and I would love to go like one year to uh, like Daytona 500. That would be that'd be a neat neat experience. Being a NASCAR person, um, you know things like that. Um, I uh, of course uh, I'd love to go to a Super Bowl. I had a shot to go to a Super Bowl once, but that fell through at the last minute. I almost had the opportunity to go to uh, Super Bowl 15 with the Raiders and the Eagles in New Orleans. That would have been fun to go to, but that that didn't come to pass. And so one of these days, I'd love to go to the Super Bowl. And, of course, I've told the story many times. I almost made it to Game 3 of the 89 World Series. And, of course, we all know what happened with that. So uh, I'm I'm glad I didn't didn't make that trip. So uh, those are some of my... You know, By the way, Bill? Pierre came in. Pierre came in. Pierre, don't say anything you shouldn't. You're unmuted. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. Okay. Um, of course, a World Series game, though, I think I enjoy it almost as much on my radio. Atmosphere. Oh, sure. At, you know, the ambience of it would be great. I think I'd like to go to my team win an NCAA basketball championship game. I, I would like that. And maybe a pennant-winning game for the Reds. I think that would sum up my three. I wonder, yeah, I though, too, I wonder though, too, I wonder too, though, Bill, like with the Reds, when you talk about the history, the Great American Ballpark would be would be cool. But I'll bet in a lot of ways, for if you like the history, I'll bet that wouldn't be as cool as the old stadium was. Well, Crosley Field, but then again, it's more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it, yeah that I'll bet it is. Yeah. So, I was at a wild card uh, clinching. We're going to talk about that next week, some of the good, uh, big things that we have gotten to do. And that was one of mine just thinking yeah. of it. I got to go to a Red Sox 98 wild card clincher. So well, that that's cool. just some thoughts. <laughs> all right. Well, um, all right. First of all, I'd love to go to Madison Square Garden for any event just because of all the stuff, even though we're on what, garden number four, five? Yeah. Uh, but, let's see, three. But I mean, I three. all the history, all the history that's gone on with Madison Square Garden, just all the different, you know, events there. I'd love the garden. I'd love to go, thing, even yeah. though... Uh, even though it's at a new stadium, I'd love to go to the College World Series. I'd love oh, to have yeah. gone there when it was at Rosenblatt. That's one. Kentucky Derby, I think, for me, would be another fun one. Go to Churchill Downs for Derby Day. Mm-hmm. That'd be one. And a couple of basketball stadiums, like I said, uh, I'd love to go to Allen Fieldhouse or Cameron Indoor or Ruff Arena, you know, just... You know, just to check that out, and Notre Dame Stadium for I think that's another one. This the history that went on there at Notre Dame Stadium, and even even the Rose Bowl, just the history you know with college football. But that that's for me. So I think we got Pierre and Jerry. I think so. Jerry, if you want to unmute, you can then tell us where you would want to go. Oh, Jerry. Huh? Okay. Jerry? Well, Jerry Pierre, is, is Pierre already here? Pierre is here, and he's unmuted. Pierre, if you want to go ahead, then go ahead. Okay, the two places I would like to go is Talladega, just to stand by the fence and feel those cars go by the wind oh, yeah. and the noise. Oh, that would be a good one too, Pierre. You're right. And uh, and another place I'd like to go is uh, right down the road, the Superdome. I walked up to the gates of the Superdome. We were staying in the hotel where the where it is, but uh, never did get to go in. See, you didn't even get oh, in wow. during Katrina, Katrina, Pierre. I mean, come on. Um, Gee, you could have done it then, too. Right. <laughs> That's it. All right. Jerry, Jerry, here's your last Jerry. shot. Go ahead and unmute. Okay. There we uh, go. Bucket list of stadiums I would want to do. <laughs> well, 
It's probably not going to happen in my lifetime, but I would love to go uh, to PNC Park for a World Series game. Ah, no, it won't happen in your lifetime. <laughs> I don't think no. that happens <laughs> soon, Cherry. Uh, Maybe not in Minor Perry's lifetime either. You're right. No. I, I wouldn't mind going to Indianapolis for the 500, um, to the uh, Rose Bowl. And that'd be neat to do sometime. And, uh, and you uh, want Penn I've State to be at the Rose Bowl, right, Jerry? <laughs> yep. I've heard you with Penn State especially being at the Rose Bowl. And uh, the famous Jerry World might be an interesting. Uh, everybody's talking about that. Well, oh, you don't yeah. think, they, they, yeah. Jerry, they, uh, we've just found out, they don't give out free tickets to people named Jerry. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, they don't. can't pull out. Give free tickets to people named Jerry. Okay. No. That's right. <laughs> That's just, that's, my, <laughs> right. that's my comment on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Okay. We got any more callers or are we good to we, go here? We don't. Well, so go ahead All right. and roll the desk. So let me, let me get started. And actually, we had our most prominent death. And, and uh, as I say, we'll have more on this next week. David USF will put in the all the facts and figures on Tommy Heinsohn, who we lost today at 86 years old. Um, Mr. You know, really, so many great Celtics. But he, for longevity and all the roles he played, you have to call him Mr. Celtic. You know, you have a few franchise folks that are like that. You know, Johnny Pesky was that way with the Red Sox. You know, Phil Rizzuto with the Yankees. You know, somebody who's just there, that's what they do, and they're there for years and years in different roles and, you know, you just associate them. You know, uh, may not be the best player, the best this, the best that, but, but just a long-time guy. So what happened with him? He came out of Holy Cross. He came to the Celtics in the 56-57 season with Bill Russell. Now, Bill Russell was actually a little late because he went to the Olympic in Australia and they were late, uh, you know, it was in November, December, so he didn't get there for the first month. But that's what turned the team around. That was their first championship team. You brought in some rebounding. You got Tommy Heinsohn, a big bruiser under the boards, and you got Bill Russell in there. And that they always had good guard play with Charmin and Cousy, and you know they had the other guys, Frank Ramsey and stuff. This really put them over the top. So Tommy Heinsohn, a big part of that, those championships. And of course, I think he played through '64. So that I think is going to show that he won seven out of the eight championships, and of course made the finals every time he was in in there. You know, as, as Bill Russell did, except for one year after Tommy retired. Then. And he was out of, I don't think he was involved. He was involved in insurance. Then he got involved with broadcasting with the Celtics. Now, this is an interesting thing, and I wish I had a recording of it. He did basketball in the, the Celtics uh, had been on Channel 5, but they went over to Channel 56. And the Bruins were on 38, so they said, hey, let's do some road games on 56. Let's do that. And and they, well, who's the play-by-play going to be? Well, how about you doing the play-by-play, Tommy, said Red, and I'll be your color man. So you had Tommy Heinsohn doing play-by-play and Red Auerbeck doing color. And if you put the TV on and the radio, at the same time, you had three referees. You had Tommy Heinsohn reffing for the Celtics. You had Red Auerbeck reffing for the Celtics. And, of course, you had Johnny Most over on the radio reffing for the Celtics. So, and especially on the road where, you know, they never give us a break and all this. Tommy was known for this. So, you know, so he did that for a couple of years. And then when Bill Russell left, and Bill Russell didn't leave till the middle of the summer, well, who's going to be my coach? Well, Red says, Tommy, want to be my coach? He says, sure, I'll be your coach. So he coached the Celtics. And, of course, they weren't very good for a couple of years, but they got going and they picked up a few players. And when they got Paul Silas, that put him over the top, and they won two titles in 74 and 76. So he coached them from 69. I think he got let go in the 77, 78 season. Things were just getting ridiculous. So he was, again, maybe he had some little job with the Celtics or not. But about 80, 81, Sports Channel started up. So 
Hey, who's going to do my games on Sports Channel, says Red. How about Tommy Heinsohn being the color man? And they brought in Mike uh, Gorman, and they were together for years and years and years uh, on Sports Channel. He did more of the home games on Sports Channel, and in those days, BZTV did the road games. That's where Gil Santos was with Bob Cousy mostly. So, And, and uh, earlier than that, there were other people. Dick Stockton did it for a little while. Uh, Len Berman, you know, different other people. Roger Twybell, but Gil Santos and, and Bob Cousy in the 80s with Larry Bird and Tommy Heinsohn and... Uh, and uh, Mike Gorman on, on TV. And then the TV sounded so good, CBS said, hey, how about doing some national TV? So he did, and he would do the finals uh, and the semifinals, whatever, different playoff games with Dick Stockton, who, of course, he knew yeah, from... He, what happened was Bill Russell left to go when WT, WTBS got the national NBA, and they, got, they, they hired him away. And that's how CBS got Tommy Heinsohn, because I remember the year before, Heinsohn did the... NBA All-Star Game on radio, and Russell referenced him in the next year. Heinsohn's doing TV, Rick Barry, Bill Russell. Was, so that's how that happened. And he finished with CBS He all the way through the 89-90 season when CBS lost the contract and then went to NBC. He stayed with the doctor. And one of the things that used to happen when they'd be the final is people would call up and they'd complain that Tommy Heinsohn, what's the matter with him? He's a Celtics guy. Why is he doing That meant he was doing a good job. He was trying to be overly fair. Hey, he bled green. He wanted the Celtics to win. Of course he did. But he was doing a good job. You know, it's like the story I tell about Kirk Gowdy when he got uh, one week a bunch of fan mail saying, yeah, you're a Raiders fan. They have, half of it said that, and half of it said you're a Steelers fan. He said, that means I did a good job. Tommy Heinsohn did a good job. You, you, He was overly fair to the Lakers, maybe, but whatever. That, that was, and of course, that's the Bird Magic era, you know, all the finals and stuff, and so it was really cool to have Tommy uh, on there with Dick Stockton. Of course, we were familiar with both of them, and then he continued to do those games, and he got older, and he was unable to do uh, that many games. His wife died a couple of years ago. I know that, so that was a hard thing for him. But anyway, that's sort of the overview of his life. But very nice guy. And again, uh, always refereeing in the booth, whatever his role was, play-by-play -play or whatever, except on the national, uh, you know. But he was a good color man and, um, you know, and, and a good play-by-play -play guy with Red Auerbach there. And Red Auerbach was funny. They'd be, uh, you know, and they'd say in the chamber, like, one, two, three, four, like he was in the lane for three seconds. We all, you know, count it that way, Red. But that's the way they did the games. And Red made so much noise, it was crazy. Okay, down to the death that we already had. That was a long obituary, but he's the kind of guy that gets a longer one here because he's one of the, yeah. I don't know that he's in the Hall of Fame. We'll find out. Uh, I don't know uh, I that think he, he is. is. I believe I'm, sure, I'm sure David will let us know. David will let us know. And an eight-year career. Oh, one more thing about Tommy Heinsohn. He helped organize the first labor action that I'm aware of in pro sports in 1964 before the NBA All-Star Game that was held here in Boston. And the players said, we want more money for this game. And they all banded together. And Tommy was one of the guys who got it organized. And uh, they did play, and they did get the money. The owners backed down. But that was the first labor kind of – they might not have had an All-Star Game that night if uh, they hadn't backed down a little bit. It came down to the last minute. So Tommy Heinsohn helped organize that. Okay, here we go. Don McDermott, 90 years old. He won the silver medal in speed skating in 1952 in Oslo. He competed in the uh, 500 uh, to win for that. And then a 1500... Uh, and uh, and the 556 didn't win medals in the 1500. And uh, and let's see. And he carried the uh, flag in 1960 uh, for the United States in Squaw Valley when they when the uh, Olympics were held there in uh, Canada. Uh, I mean in uh, California. He was in the uh, Korean War. And he became the post. He went to work for the post uh, post office, and he became the postmaster general of Edgewater, New Jersey. And he retired in 1989. Four children, eight grandchildren, and uh, and he's in the was named the Speed Skating Hall of Fame in 1976. Chuck Hartman, 85 years old, a baseball head coach for Virginia Tech from '79 through '06, long time with the Hokies. 
uh, and had High Point before that, High Point uh, University, 60 through 78. Virginia Tech, the NCAA four times, uh, just the regionals, never got out of the regionals. Uh, for, let's see, uh, let's see, his total coaching record was 1,444 wins, 816 losses, eight ties. Virginia Tech itself, 90, 961, 591 in those eight ties. And uh, he went into the Virginia Tech Hall of Fame in 02 and the Baseball Coaches Hall of Fame in 04. And he had uh, Franklin Stubbs in 81 and 82 with a total of 98 wins and 18 losses in those two games. So two seasons, uh, two ter- uh, but no tournament. They didn't make the NCAA. There were fewer people that made it. So that was, that was it. He had a fall in August and died of complications from that. We move to our next person, and it is Paul Crane, a 76 years old, a long unspecified illness. He played for Alabama and uh, Bear, for Bear, Bear Bryant, 62 through 65, and he won two championships for the Tide in 64 and 65. Then he played for the Jets in 66, 72. So you see, he came in the year after Joe Namath, so they were teammates of both uh, Alabama and with the Jets, 66 through 72. He was a center and a linebacker. He won the won Super Bowl three, and uh, he played in 88 games, five interceptions, one touchdown, and four recoveries. And then he was assistant at uh, Alabama from 75 through 78. Then um, Mississippi State, I think it was, from 78 through 81. And then uh, he coached at a Catholic high school from 91 through 98 in Mobile. And a Hall of Fame in 91 for Alabama. And in 94, he was a uh, year in, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the Hall of Fame he got in 91. And uh and 94, he also got in the Hall I think it was in 91 in, for Alabama in the College uh, Hall of Fame in 94. Anyway, he was a year behind name in Alabama, as I said. Uh, Jim Hicks. When you 81. get done with the desk, Chris, by the way, we do have some breaking NBA news. Okay. 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 All right. Hang, hang through those desks, guys. Try to cheer up. We'll get there. Jim Hicks, 81, Chicago White Sox from 64 through 66, Cardinals, 69, California Angels, 69 and 70, Japan in 73, 74. He had uh, 33 games for the White Sox, 19 for St. Louis, 37 for California in 69, and four for the Angels in 70, 93 games in uh, and 23. If, if he played a total of 93 games, the bottom line. And uh, he had five home runs, 100, uh, he had 163. But in the minor leagues, between 59 and 72, he hit 301, and he was the Pac Coast MVP in 68 for Tulsa. I didn't know they were on the Pacific Coast. What can you do? And... Uh, and he uh, ran the... Uh, Don't feel bad, Chris. A, Neither is Iowa or Omaha or some of those There places. you go. Continental, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, International League, and we don't have Toronto anymore, so don't figure, go figure that out either. Yeah. Uh, Continental Air, Airlines, uh, he worked for for 30 years. We have John uh, Meyer, 78 years old. He was a linebacker for Notre Dame and the Houston Oilers. He uh, was the uh, he was NFL assistant. Uh, he played for the Oilers, I think, in 66. Then he, he got a, had an injury. He was a, in, an assistant with the Patriots. Patriots, both uh, Boston and New England Patriots, 69 through 72. He was the linebacker coach. Then Detroit, 73-74. And then he was assistant at Green Bay, 75 through 83, the linebacker coach. Then the defensive coordinator from 80 through 83. And uh, good friends with Bill Curry and the Alabama and Kentucky and Georgia Tech uh, former coach. And uh, he had a lot of nice things to say about him. And I think he did about the guy, one of the guys last week as well, who uh, he had lost another friend who he commented on. Um, Johnny Paredes, 58 years old. He died of cancer. He uh, was from Venezuela. He played for Montreal in 88 and 90. Detroit Tigers, 90 and 91. Japan in 92. Uh, he had... Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, Montreal. Okay. He had. Okay. We'll see what we got here. 26 hits in his career, one home run, 11 RBI, 211 batting average. Again, a pretty good minor league hitter, 82 through 93, 29 homers, and 332 RBI. So some guys hit their level. He played in the Venezuela League, and then he also played in, in Mexico for a little while, too. And uh, then we have uh, Jim Nielsen, 79, uh, Big River, Saskatchewan. He was born. He was uh, of... Uh, uh, what do they call it? Indigenous. So I guess they would be the former Eskimo. He played for the New York Rangers, 62 through 74. California Golden Seal, 74, 76. Cleveland Barons, who had moved from uh, the Bay Area, 76 through 78. Edmonton and the WHA, 78 and 79. 1,024 games, 69 goals. So he's a defensive defenseman, 299 assists for 368 points. They, his nickname was Chief because he was an, of indigenous heritage. And, uh, again, a defensive defenseman. And uh, he was involved in, uh, you know, got to some of those in the Rangers uh, finals against the Bruins. He was on a good team. Um, Howie Meeker is our last guy, 97 years old. Toronto right wing, played with the Maple Leafs from 46 through 53. He had to play 346 games, 83 goals, 100 two assists, 185 uh, points. Uh, yes, 185 points. He had uh, 42 playoff games, six goals, nine assists. And then uh, he was the rookie of the year in the 46-47 season and played in three all-star games. And he was uh, he was three cups for the Leafs, 47, 49, and 51. And 108 and four, uh, 47, he scored five goals. He's one of 44 players to have done that. Didn't know there were that many. He coached Toronto in the 56-57 season. They finished fifth with a 21-34 and 15 record for 57 points. And then uh, so they did not make the player playoff. But he became a hockey analyst for Hockey Night in Canada from uh, 69 through 87. And he uh, made the Hockey Hall of Fame as a broadcaster in 98. So that is it for our death. Harold Perry with breaking news. Yes, the NBA, we knew the season would start on December 22nd. We now know the length of it. It'll be 72 games. That has been agreed to Which today. So reported. 72 yeah, games right. we, NBA season. That's what I had heard. That, uh, and we had that, I think, last week, too, that it was going to be 72. Well, but they made it official. Life. They ratified yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. That's good. So, Sean, make the show official and ratify it to be done. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, we are going to come back next week. Uh, you know, hopefully, we'll have all the technical difficulties fixed. And but if you want to hear this, you know, hey, this historic first Tuesday night sports lounge live again, or if you want a friend to hear it for the first time that they didn't get hear it, you can tell them to download it by going to legendoldies.com. Type, or they can type in Sports Lounge Live in their podcatcher and have it delivered. Or they can go to tell their smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or go to 773-572-3006. Option number nine is Sports Lounge Live, and if you can't listen the whole time, hang up, call back in, push nine again, and it'll continue. Option eight is All Things Radio, option seven, uh, Coffee Club, and you got Twin Spin Tuesday, and the uh, Country Gold Show, and the Gospel Show, and Old Time Radio, all those three through six, and... 
you know, we'll def- and we will, if you want to contact us, like I said, uh, sports lounge and all things radio.net, uh, 773-572-7715, just hit pound key when you hear it, or 800-693-0595. Uh, some of us will see you Thursday night for all things radio. Bill and Pierre and a few others will see you in the morning for Coffee Club, and we will all be back next Tuesday. Technically sound, ready to go with some rankings and some Masters wrap-up. So see you next week.